Welcome to this podcast today. Today, we're going to talk about are there still opportunities in the market? In fact, recently, I've always been seeing a lot of people saying that the stock market is overvalued and there seems to be no opportunities. But you know, we came across an, an Australian listed company called Jumbo Interactive. And from the start of this year till now, it has went up a staggering 144%. So when I see this kind of companies, I kind of ask myself, is this really true? Is the market really at an all-time high and there's totally no opportunities at all? Right. So today with me in this podcast, we have Kelvin here. And Kelvin will be talking about, you know, will be talking about with me what Jumbo Interactive does and what does it do. Alright. So the first question, Kelvin, right, what does Jumbo Interactive do? Hey Jordan, uh, really nice to be on this show. So, uh, I just thought you say something that's really interesting to me because um, I also face the same thing, right? When I spoke to many investors, many investors told me the stock market is overvalued. Um, but honestly, later on, I think I'll share with you as well how I feel about it. Uh, in fact, I, I still feel that um, we have um, so many opportunities. Uh, I mean, in what we do, I mean, right now we are just swamped with so many companies that, you know, it's not a matter of not having the good companies, but, you know, it's a matter of not having the enough time, you know, to research, <laughs> to research those companies. So right now we are pretty much swamped. All right, so the first question, right? So you asked what does Jumbo Interactive does? Um, so think about it, right? Like um, back then when we were young, you know, we probably seen our uh, family members or our uh, uh, uncles, relatives, you know, they were just go down to a physical store to kind of buy a lottery ticket, right? So, yes. So sometimes if you look at it, you know, if this store happened to be a lucky store, you know, like a winner came from that store before, and then subsequently you start to see the business will do really well, right? Yes. There's a long queue behind it and sometimes, you know, waiting can be quite tiring as well. Yep. Let's just imagine you, yourself like standing outside of the shop, uh, you know, you wait an hour, especially when it's peak season and the jackpot is really, really high, right? Exactly, <laughs> correct. So what Jumbo Interactive does, I think, is something very innovative, and I and I and I hope that it actually gets implemented in Singapore. Okay, so so by the way, I don't advocate gambling. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I just want to share with you what Jumbo Interactive does. So uh, Jumbo Interactive uh, actually tie up with uh, official government and charity lotteries. All right, so. In Australia, if you want to start a lottery shop, you can't do that, you know. Yep. You really need to have a license from the government or you need to have a license uh, from a char charitable uh, lottery, okay. So, a lot of times when all these players have all this license to uh, print lottery ticket to conduct uh, lottery uh, games, but for them to build the distribution, um, as in, you know, building the, the, the stores in, in Australia, throughout Australia, to sell the lottery tickets could be a very... Uh, big, 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 yeah, big obstacles to them, and and they might not want to spend that kind of money to build the kind of uh, retail shop that sells lottery. Right. So that's where actually Jumbo Interactive comes in. You know, Jumbo Interactive will tell them, say, hey, you know, I know you guys want to sell as many tickets as you want, mm -hmm. uh, because that brings in revenue for for the government, that brings in revenue for the charity, but at the same time, you don't want to spend that kind of money on the physical retail stores. Okay. Yeah. So. What they do, they actually created an ad, okay? Um, wow. Yeah, they actually to buy 40. <laughs> yeah, so lottery, all this kind of thing. So actually, right now, um, their flagship service is called this thing called a, um, OZ Lotteries, which is one of Australia's largest digital uh, retailers. That means on a yearly basis, they process over 150 million Aussie dollars of lottery tickets. Wow, that's huge. So they are one of the biggest players over there. 
So think about it right now, how it changes the entire game. Something so simple, but it changed the entire landscape. No longer will be Australian be queuing up, you know, in the physical stores to buy lottery ticket. All they can do, simple, right? Go on the app store, go on your Google Play store, download the app, you know, put some money into it. You can buy the lottery ticket and, you know, you don't even have to watch TV or, you know, turn, tune into the radio station. You get a lottery ticket, um, the results straight in your app itself. Uh, but in exchange for doing that, you know, uh, Jumbo Interactive actually gets a small cut, you know, for, uh, for, you know, selling tickets and building the distribution network for all these, uh, government and charitable uh, lottery uh, organizations. Wow, so imagine if they just do like 1%, 1% of $150 million is a huge amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> Just correct. by having that platform and doing the app for all these lottery companies. All right, so I think Kelvin, I think um, this is uh, on the mind of a lot of listeners, right? We see that, you know, these companies, they do really well. Their stock price go up, like for Jumbo Interactive, it goes up by 144%. So what? do you think, you know, causes a stock price, the stock price of a business to go up? Is it because, uh, you know, people are gambling? You know, is, is there like a real underlying reason where an investor like us can actually profit, you know, from this kind of trends where companies, the stock price will suddenly just go up? Or, you know, how, how can we predict this kind of uh, situations happening so that we can profit from it? All right. That's a great question because uh, growing up, you know, I always felt that the stock market had its own life, you know, like <laughs> like one day you decide to go up and the other day you just decide to go down, you know. And I thought that there was no logic behind it. Um, but, you know, after that, you know, I kind of spent time and also money to learn how this whole stock market works. Right. And I realized that, you know, it's, it's really so simple, but yet, you know, I wish I could have learned it much earlier. Right. So, for example, like a, like a, like a company like, like Jumbo, right? Uh, Jumbo Interactive. Um, on the most fundamental level, right, a, a stock price of a business must be always uh, uh, compared with something, you know, like a stock price couldn't just go up or go down uh, 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 without any reason, okay? Mm -hmm. So, at, at, I mean, to keep it really simple, what we're going to look at is actually, is actually earnings, right? If a company earns more money, mm -hmm. I would always say that a business will become, okay, so Jonathan, just, I want to ask you this question, right? If a okay. business earns more money, would they become more valuable or less valuable over time? More valuable. More valuable. Why is yeah. that so? I mean, I just think very logically, let's say if I marry a girl and the girl earns more and more money every single year, I mean, <laughs> the girl is more valuable, right? So that's how I, that's how I think about it simply. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that's true, right? So like, if right now, uh, if I own a business that earns $1 million and next year it, owns, uh, it opens 5 stores, 10 stores, it earns $10 million, this business over time will, come, will become more valuable. So that is exactly the same way how we look at the uh, stock price of businesses. The only reason why we go up over time, over the long run, is that a business earns more money. So right. that is how I would see it. Well, I think that's uh, really you know mind-blowing for me as well. Uh, when I first started investing. And this is really one of the principles that everyone needs to understand, right? Top stock prices don't just go up randomly, hiring 44% in the case of Jumbo Interactive. And I'm very sure that Jumbo Interactive's earnings have actually spiked up and that was why, you know, the stock price went up. All right, so the, towards the next question, so Kelvin, why is Jumbo Interactive able to, you know, have a spike in profits in such a short period? Is there something about its business model or, you know, why are they able to scale so well? Okay, so this is an excellent question, right? So, I mean, um, you look at this model itself, it's an app, right? So all they need to focus on is having this group of software developers, programmers, 
app developers to maintain this app to make sure this app doesn't crash. You know, <laughs> the backend servers doesn't crash. They are able to process the lottery purchases. Okay, and think about it, right? The, the number of people that they need. You know, in comparison, let's say if they were to adopt a different model, meaning they go over the entire Australia building. Uh, retail shops, you know, hiring people and putting them in 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 each uh, retail shop selling lottery ticket. Which one do you think will be more costly? Which one do you think um uh is more uh, labor intensive? Is it the first one whereby uh, running an app or the second one running multiple stores? Definitely multiple stores. Okay, well, I mean multiple stores were going to be very more, intensive. more expensive. More yes. expensive. That's right. So by focusing on a business model that's scalable. So what I mean by that. Uh, let's say today you are, you and I decide to um, get onto app, you know, uh, and also decide to buy an, a lottery, right? I, you know, I, I don't care if, if you know uh, you're in Melbourne, you're in Perth, you're in Darwin, or any part of Australia. You know, you could just download the app, you could just buy the ticket straight off from your home, right? Wow. Yeah. And because of that, you know, for them to service an additional customer, an additional ten customer. A thousand customer, a hundred customer, there should be no change in terms of the number of people that they need because right. all they need is a fixed amount of people. Uh, like I say, right? Uh, software developers, uh, uh, app developers, fixed data servers, correct? Yeah, servers. So the cost is pretty much fixed. Whereas when the revenue comes in, when more people start to buy lotteries, right, and they get a cut from the government, get a cut from the charitable lottery. So for instance, right, I want to share with you um, the latest figure. So year, financial year 2019, the revenue gone up by 64%. So that is actually very high. Wow. But guess what, right, Jonathan, right? The net profit before tax actually gone up by 123.5%. Wow, that's very close to how much the stock price went up. Exactly. So, yeah. so you, you can kind of see there's a link behind uh, the share price movement with the earnings movement as well. So again, you know, like the reason why Jumbo Interactive is able to scale well, because they chose to adopt a scalable business model. They chose to go with the app model as, as their main one source of distribution. Mm -hmm. And you know, the business model doesn't require you to hire more people to earn more money, right? So mm -hmm. as opposed to, let's, let's talk about a bread, bread company, right? So if I were to start a bread business, right? For me to sell to more people, what I need to do? I gotta actually open more stores, right? Yeah, more stores comes with more employees, comes with more equipment, you spend it's, it's incremental costs. Yeah, so I, I would say the, uh, Jumbo Interactive actually tap on the blue ocean, meaning they help this uh, government uh, and char charitable uh, lotteries to form their distribution uh, uh, network at a lowest cost and in return, you know, they earn a small cut and, you know, uh, if you ask the government or the charitable uh, uh, lotteries, they're actually very happy because they don't incur the cost upfront yet they only need to share a small portion with Jumbo Interactive. So that relationship is, is very healthy and that allowed, you know, Jumbo Interactive to scale really well. Right. So from what you say, Kelvin, um, am I right for the listeners is that we should always look for businesses which are asset light and not asset heavy. Right, you know, I, I, I would absolutely say yes because, uh, I mean, the only reason why you look at companies like uh, Amazon, Google, Visa, they scale really well because for them to serve an additional customer, it doesn't require them to spend additional expense. 
But let's say we will move it back to a business model such as a property, property developer, which in this case is asset heavy, right? Yes. For example, they want to uh, kind of grow their business, right? So uh, this year, I'm building like five properties and it takes you out to grow, uh, uh, earn more money, right? Earn more profits for the shareholders. You know, not only must I develop five properties, I probably need to develop six properties, seven properties, eight properties. And, you know, to kind of think it that way, is the business going to be so complex that, you know, I think growth is not going to happen for them. You know, but if you look at the Jumbo Interactive business, for them to scale, you know, that's a lot more simpler and that's an easy model to understand. Right, as compared to a property developer, there's like a, it's less limited land. But, you know, when it comes to data servers, they can just easily add another rack to just boost up the, the, the bandwidth that they can handle. All right. All right, so let's move on to the last question, Kelvin. So, you know, what do you have to say about finding opportunities? You know, we see so many people saying that there's no opportunity in the market. So, you know, what's your advice for listeners? You know, is it true? So that's interesting, right? Because, uh, I mean, earlier part of this podcast, I kind of shared that, you know, right now, um, I'm kind of swamped, you know, <laughs> not, not having that uh, time, the resources to uh, analyze this pipeline of healthy companies that, that we want to research too. So I think the only reason why people say that the market has no opportunity is because generally a lot of investors look into the index. So what is the index, right? An index is probably a representation of the top U.S. companies um, uh, uh, that's listed, you know, they say that, hey, I look at the index right now, the valuations are pretty high. I think there's no opportunities available, right? right. So generally, that's true, right? Because if you look at a big picture, you know, you think that, that that's overvalued. But I would always say, you know, um, you know, if, if you are a bit more hardworking, you know, you, you don't be lazy, you try to be a bit hardworking or you try to uh, network with more investors, you start to find that, you know, um, even though the economy is, is kind of big, you know, the economy is kind of, um, uh, I think US is growing like uh, less than 5% every quarter. Yeah. But within the whole big economy, right, there are pockets of opportunities whereby businesses in this in this uh, sectors, they are growing, uh, I think like 40%, uh, 50%. And I think uh, if you feel that the markets are, are, are overvalued, you know, why not you look at probably uh, smaller companies or you look at uh, 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 companies that are below 500 million uh, market cap. Right. Because I think generally, uh, most people, when they say the markets are overvalued, they usually focus on the big caps, right? So, yes. So big caps are like your Amazon, like Apple, your Google. Visa, Master. Correct, right? But that doesn't represent the stock market, right? The stock market is an interesting place, right? You have small companies, uh, what I call the nano caps, the micro caps, you know, the small to mid caps, and the uh, large caps and the mega caps, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're an investor and you're just focusing on the large caps, right, then you're not really, um, you kind of like handicap yourself, right? Because yes. you're going to handicap yourself to these large market caps. But if you kind of say, hey, you know, why don't I kind of focus on the small, medium uh, businesses, the, the micro caps as well, and you just start to open your eyes to a world of opportunities that you never knew existed. And I would also say that, you know, you kind of find businesses that um, the top analysts are not covering Yep. And, you know, uh, uncovered gems. Uncovered gems. Exactly. That's what, you know, that, that, the, the standards I want to say. So, really, I think uh, when there's, people say there's no opportunities, you got to ask them where are they looking at, right? Cause, exactly. Yeah, because the world is so big. I mean, there's so many listed companies and there's so many stock exchanges around the world. So, when, you know, people say there are no opportunities, you got to, like, question them a bit. So, ask them, you know, where are you looking at? Otherwise, you're just going to take it wholesale and then you're just going to tell yourself that, you know, the market is really overvalued. Yeah, because back in 2013, there were so many people who said that the market was overvalued. 
And imagine not investing 2013 until now. Mm-hmm. How much money you have lost just by sitting sitting down and not doing anything, right? You are, you're not just having an opportunity cost. Your money in the bank is actually eaten by inflation, which is about 3 to 5%, right? So the takeaway today is that there's always opportunities in the market and we just need to know where we can look for them. Alright, so we have come to the end of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. The biggest way you can give back to me is to share this podcast with more people, hit the subscribe button, and I'll truly be grateful to you. Alright, see you in the next episode.